Um, and on we go. Uh, okay, so let's uh, grab our Bibles. We'll be in Acts chapter 9. We're going to, before I pray, I just want to, like, pre-comments. We're going to be talking about salvation in general, and Paul, the apostle's salvation in particular. And this is one of those game changers. This is, the world will never be the same. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, I pray that you would illumine, bring to light, show us, teach us, Spirit of God, you would move among us and soften our hearts because even if everything's said properly, <clears throat> we still have to be that soil that, that takes the seed and, and, and takes it in and it's, it's nourished and it grows and, it, and it's 60, you know, 80, 100 fold, Lord. And we, we would here this morning, Lord, be recipients of your word and get it and understand it. And Lord, I, I, I think in my own this is hallowed ground. I mean, your word is your word. We get that. But this is, we won't be here again for a long, long time, if ever. So I pray you take this opportunity, Lord, just to, to show us, to teach us, and, to, and be glorified in the process. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The conversion of Saul. Now, you know the end of the story. You're, uh, Saul, you, like me, have been more affected by the Apostle Paul than any other solitary figure in the history of the world, excluding Jesus Christ. When Paul didn't save us from our sins, Paul didn't die on a cross. And yeah, we get that. But other than that, he has shaped my thinking on everything. Marriage, relationships, how we do church, how we do government, how we live life. Uh, all the things that, you know, it, it, here's, here's something to say about what I do to goof off. Uh, I'm talking about, like, you know, at my leisure time. Here's something to say about my work ethic. Here's something to say about how I parent. And I've taken his teaching into my life in, to, to, to such a degree that I'm not the same. So who is this, this Saul? He's Saul the persecutor. He is a tyrant. He is a madman. He is insane. He is crushing the church. Now, I don't know if you understand this or not, because we're like, yeah, Paul the Apostle, he's cool. He's written all these books in the Bible. Yeah, he's a, okay, he's Saul of Tarsus. Yeah, he was a persecutor. No, I don't know if we've understood this. Osama bin Laden, okay, gets saved. And he emails me. Hey, I want to speak in your church. I love Jesus, and I'm really on fire. And uh, Wait, Osama, oh, buddy, not so fast. We want to vet him. We want to make sure it's the real deal. Could Jesus save Osama bin Laden? Well, it's a little late for that now. We, you know, wherever side the, 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 the river, the tree fell, that's where you'll find it. But that's not... But can, think about the most radical, the most, the most obstinate, the most anti, the most... You, people like that in your life. Oh, they'll never get saved. I have this... Oh, they're so religious and they're so devoted to this religion. Oh, they're so... They'll never get saved. If I think that, I just put it on me. How dare me? Because what I'm saying is, Jesus, here and no further. I mean, really, come on. Oh, no, this is, this is the one who's the most opposed to him. This is, this is a, a crazy anti trying to swallow up the church. We read in his testimonies later on uh, when he, he, he shares what happened to him several times. And he says, you know, I hailed men and women and children off to jail. I caused them to blaspheme at the point of a sword. 
I thought of that. I saw that many times. You know, like, you know, like uh, someone's getting like a sword to your throat and they're threatening to turn you into a human Pez dispenser. And they say, you renounce Jesus and you will renounce him right now or else. Or else what? What are you going to do? Kill me to death? Send me to be home to be with Jesus? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say, say, disavow. I'm not going to do it. Now what else you got? And then they send you home to be with Jesus? It's like, psh, you threaten me with a good time. What, what, that's nothing. Now, now, now let's factor in your children or your grandchildren. Oh. Mm. This is Paul the Apostle. There's no rules. There's no boundaries. He's, in, he's, he's crazy. He's trying to single-handedly stamp out Christianity. And what happens? Well, let's read about it. And Saul yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter. Take slaughter here, literally, because there's no reason to doubt it's figurative. Well, I'm going to slaughter you. It, doesn't, it just means I'm upset with you. You know what I mean? No, this is slaughter. It's slaughter, okay? He, against the disciples of the Lord, he went to the high priest, and desiring of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, this way, people of the way, to say Christians, whether they were men or women, because our, our buddy Paul is an equal opportunity persecutor, okay? He don't care if you're a woman. There's no, no favoritism here. He might bring them bound under Jerusalem. So here he's off to Damascus. Hey, you got anything going while I'm on my way? He goes to the, and he's got, uh, this letter from the high priest is more than just delivery service. This is like their authorization to do what I'm doing. Does the high priest love Jesus? No, the high priest hates Jesus. He's the one who put him to death. He's, um, yeah, okay, Paul, you go. You go, dude. You go get them all. Round them up. Bring them back here. We'll take care of this cult, this, this anti-sect that we have to just stamp out. Yeah, so he, so he has his imprimatur, his seal of approval, his permission. And what's Jesus going to do? Because his... His church is about to be wiped out. Has Jesus promised or has he not? The gates of hell won't prevail against my church. And so it is. I know you guys listen to Voice of the Martyrs. You should. They, they throw us in prison. They torture us. They crucify us. Burn us at the stake. Say, yeah, that was a long time ago. Oh, no, 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 no. Au contraire, mon frère. The, 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 the 19th century is the bloodiest century in the history of the world of persecution of Christians. And it's promised to be, the 20th century is on a, it's going to pass that if, if Jesus tarries. No, no, those are things of yesteryear. I, again, if you listen to the uh, voice of the martyrs, you'll, you'll hear people who have been in prison, who have been tortured, will, will share their, their testimony with you. It's still happening all the time. So Jesus promised that the, the gates of hell won't prevail against it. And Paul's saying, or Saul at this point saying, yeah, we'll see. We'll see who's right. <laughs> He's arguing with Jesus. I wonder who's going to win that argument. Well, let's read. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? We all know the story. Light. And watching videos on this, I didn't watch the Lego one. I don't know if they had one. 
Uh, I, I was sharing that last week. It was the most accurate one, in the, as I thought, about the baptism of the Ethiopian eunuch that we talked about last week. I like the Lego one the best. Anyway, this one here, uh, you know, Paul, some of them had it like he's this like madman. He runs into Jesus, and Jesus is there, and he's like, you know, it's, it's me, Jesus. And he's like, no! You know, and, 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 and some of them had him like, yeah, well, you know, you know kind of like, ouch, oh well. Okay, I'm on board now, kind of thing. And, and so, you know, and some had him on a horse, and some had him walking. You know, I kind of had an idea. I don't know if you walk from Jerusalem to Damascus. <laughs> I don't know if you do it today. That's a long way. I think, and of course, you know, he didn't, like, jump aboard a jet. You know, I, I have an idea of his horseback. I like thinking Jesus knocked him off his high horse, literally and figuratively. I like that, you know what I mean? Because, you know, that has to happen in your life. Just have, he has to knock you down. Yeah. We, we don't come very easily, do we? We're all obstinate. We're all like, I'm not, you can't make me. I, I will not bend my knee. And he's like, oh, I've got ways you don't even know about. And I love that. Why is, why is Jesus doing this? Because he hates them. No, because he loves them. Sometimes he has to break us of our will. Our will in the natural, is contrary to the things of God. It is rebellious. Our nature is against God. And here, God, in the flesh, meets him and says to him, hey, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? Correct. Correct. He's the Lord. He's Adonai. That's, that's the proper title. Do you think he knows the answer to the question before he asks it? And do you think he's dreading the answer? Because <laughs> I always had an idea, you know. I remember when I got saved, in the back of my mind, you know what changed in my life? Well, what changed in my life was life. I went from death to life. You know what changed in my intellect? Not that much, really. I kind of, I kind of always suspected, I kind of always suspected it was the way I dreaded that it was. I kind of, you know, I kind of like, you know, if I ask this question, I think I'm like, just looking at my life, looking at the way it happened, it rolled out with me, I think I would have like known the answer. I mean, Paul's insanity tells us a lot. You know how people like are crazy against Christianity? They're not that crazy against like Hare Krishnas or Buddhists. Hey, I got this friend, my dentist, he's a Buddhist, he's real cool. He, uh, he plays his music when I'm in the chair. And he, mine isn't, but I'm just, you know, they're, they're okay with that. They're okay with, you can be a Buddhist, that's fine. Hare Krishna, we don't care. Uh, Jehovah's Witness, uh, stop knocking on my door right during dinner time. Other than that, we don't really care. You know, Christianity, urgh, urgh, just makes them crazy. Why's that? Why's that? Why are they so contrary to us? Because deep down they know, really. You know what I mean? I think he's asking the question. I think he knows the answer. Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, Jesus. I'm Jesus. Whom you're persecuting. He says this, kind of cryptic. In, in English, we don't get this really. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Now, that means something entirely different. Uh, let's talk about it. It's, a, it's an ox goad is what he's saying. It's, it's, it's hard to kick against the ox goads. In a rural community where there's oxen, you would get this, okay? You, it's, a, it's a stick uh, with a piece of metal uh, tied on to the end, or it's all metal, and, and it's sharpened into a point where you poke your oxen when he's contrary, or your donkey, to get him to go in the direction you want. And he's saying, it's hard to kick against the ox goats. And Paul would know what he was talking about. We, like, 
We don't have donkeys and oxen running around very much, so we don't really, you know, we, tractors don't really need you to poke them, right? They'll kind of do where you're staring them, and, and when they break down, poking them with a sharp stick doesn't help all that much, right? So he would get this. Now, now kicking against the ox goat, think, think about that. So the ox says, contrary, the donkey's contrary, they're, they're stubborn, you know, what's stubborner than a mule, right? I mean, we say you're as stubborn as a mule because there's a reason for that, because mules are notoriously stubborn. So they kick back against that ox goad. <laughs> Who cares? Poke him again. He ain't, he ain't hurting me. You know what it's like? It's like we have the, uh, uh, we have the, uh, hey, that, that guy, he would bite off his nose to spite his face. I'll show you. Show me what? You ain't showing me nothing. I've had, you have people in your life who are like that? I'll, I'll show you. I'll go right to hell. That'll prove what? What, what, are, you, what are you proving? You, and there are people like that. Well, this is our Apostle Paul. I'm going to wipe all the Christianity. Why do you even care? Dude, I mean, like, let them have their fun. Whatever. They get together, they worship, they have communion. Who cares, Right? The reason he cares is because that tells us a lot. I mean, are you with me on that? You understand what I'm trying to say? Maybe I'm not saying it real good. If it's just, uh, he's not going to, listen, there's Romans in his life. They worship Jupiter. And there's, he goes to Mars Hill, right? Uh, uh, and, and he's, they're all trying to like, is he trying to like, before his conversion, trying to like, and after his conversion, it's different, right? But before his conversion, is he trying to stamp out Jupiter worship? Okay, let them have their fun, whatever. You, uh, I don't know, you still look at me like I, I don't know, I'm hitting this. I, let, let, me, let me just say it another way. And it's important that you understand this concept. Because now, now it's going to unlock how, how everyone's behaving all the time. We don't have heterosexual pride parades. And if we had one, nobody would go. I wouldn't. Because I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. They have gay pride parade. Why? They're trying to convince. It tells us a lot about... It. Look... If we all sign off and yay, people are born gay and it's wonderful, oh, we just, and we embrace that, maybe it'll quell, or may, they think, maybe it'll quell the voice in my head saying that I'm, I'm, living, I'm living wrong, that I'm doing sin. Otherwise, why would they care? Because it's the reason we don't have heterosexual pride parade. We don't care. If I had a thousand men, homosexual men, come to me and say, oh, that's gross, you're doing what? Oh, that's horrible, that's perverted, that's sinful, that's, I'd say, whatever, and I'd go home and be heterosexual and just live my life, and I wouldn't care what anyone thought. They care so desperately, I think, they're trying to quell that, I would call it conscience. But you've got to understand, if you're, you're homosexual today, if I signed off and said, yeah, I think it's wonderful, your conscience, that ain't gonna, it's not going to fix the problem. It's not. That's why people are contrary to Christianity. That's why Paul's contrary to Christianity. Deep down, he knows, it's, he knows it's the real deal. So he goes, to G he goes, he gets knocked off his high horse. As I say, Jesus says, hey, isn't it hard to kick against the goads? And he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Jesus. You knew that along, didn't you? I'm sure, in my own thinking, 
Whether he knew it or not, he knows it now. And trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me do? I think this is his first Christian words. Lord, what would you have me to do? Christianity isn't being, it's doing. Uh, uh, he, he saved us for a purpose. Now, I don't know if you, you, you read the fine print on your contract of salvation. He bought you. He owns you outright. What, what do you, because you've saved me, what do you expect? What do you want? And, it, and I'm not the driver of my life anymore. I don't get to make all the selections. It's better that way. It's way, way better that way. When I was the captain of my life, what ensued? Chaos, disgustingness, filth, sin. I, I wish I had a before and after. I really wish I, I you know, because it amazed my friends. All the people knew me the, knew me the most. It amazed them. I want you to understand something about about salvation. Now, now the persecutor becomes the leading evangelist. He, he's got a reversible jacket. He was anti, now he's pro. He is on Team Jesus, and he's got some ground to catch. He's got some, oh, I am all in. I am. Why do we see so many, you say, this is judgmental of you. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I don't want to be. It's a pastor's heart who loves you. How do we see so many half-hearted so much, yeah, I'm a Christian. The old saying, if, there were, if, you were in if you were on trial of your life for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Sometimes we don't know it. We ask and we ask again, are you sure? Because there's no evidence of it. Why is that? Because we see Paul converted. What is this conversion? What is this redemption that doesn't redeem? What is this salvation, where is this conversion? We're not converted to anything from anything. We get saved. Now we're, this is how it was. I was kind of a bad guy. Now I'm a good guy. I was going to hell. Now I'm going to heaven. Yay, Jesus. And that's the whole thing. Is that true? Well, that is true. But if that's all, that's kind of not the whole picture, is it? No, listen, I want to tell you something about Jesus. He redeems. He's a redeemer. He he takes your brokenness and he fixes it. Well, I don't know if that's true. Well, if you're having a crisis of faith, here's my remedy. Read the Bible. It, it's definitely the only way. Listen, uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And everything in life is trying to take me away from faith in Jesus Christ. Everything in life is trying... This cesspool that we call world, that's Satan's, okay? Every once in a while, if something happens, it's almost halfway decent, I think. That's because Satan hasn't infected it yet. Uh, but he, he, he wants to break up my marriage. He wants to break... He, he, he wants to destroy my relationships with my children. He wants to destroy my relationship with you, my relationship with my friends. He wants to destroy my health, my wealth, my work ethic, my belief structure. He wants to, he's not ambivalent about 
anything about me. He doesn't, he's not like, oh, I don't care where you go online, Satan says. I don't care what television stations you tune into and which ones you forbid. I don't care about any of that, Satan says. No, he's interested in every aspect of my life in a contrary fashion. He's trying to destroy me. He's trying to destroy my credibility. He's trying to destroy my testimony. He's trying to destroy my very life. He's trying to destroy my marriage, my relationships, everything. God is not ambivalent about all those things either. But he purchased me, and he gets to decide. I, I, isn't I, I figured it out early on. Now, I want to tell you this, because uh, th- this is something about Jesus. He can change Paul's life from persecutor to evangelist, to crazy man to Bible writer. He can take the prostitute and make her pure. He can take the... The, the sexually immoral and give them purity and holiness. He can, uh, I, what, what has got you? What has got you bound this morning? What's sin? Jesus is a sin breaker. Up from the grave he rose again, they sang. And as he stands in victory, sin's grip has, sin's, uh, what was the word, sin's, Grip has lost its hold on me. I was sitting there going, amen, amen, praise you, Jesus, because that's exactly who I am. Sin doesn't have me anymore. I was in sin. Now I got saved, and now I, I'm, I'm not a victim anymore. I'm not. He's delivered me. Because here's the thing. Uh, I, I say we have conversion that doesn't convert anybody. I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm selfish, lazy, good for nothing, uh, it's all about me. Uh, I don't do anything that would, anyone would look and say, that's even slightly spiritual. And, and my whole life is the same as when I get saved, as before I get saved, as after I get saved. And I'm a Christian? The Bible doesn't know anything about that. If I'm still a slave to sin, and I, let me qualify this, but let me say this first. If I'm still a slave to sin, was I saved? What was I saved from? Now, I want you to understand something. It's not perfect overnight. I, got say, I, I think there's like fits and starts. I think there was with, our, with Paul. We'll see some of those as we go along. But here's, I got, I got transformed. I got saved. I, I'm on Team Jesus now. I wasn't on Team Satan. I was, there's no neutral ground. I like America in 21st century. I really do. All the fuzzy grays evaporating as black and as white. I like that, my own self. But you may disagree. But I, was, I went from darkness to light. I went from death to life. I, I went from uh, rebellious to I'm on board, I'm a servant. Was there fits and starts? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did, was I a dog returning to his vomit? As Peter says, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But I had determined that I I don't want to be victimized by sin forever. It's not calling the shots in my life. I won't allow it to. Satan's not my master. Jesus Christ is. And so now look, what's what's got you? What's what's your problem? Is it it anger? You're a hothead? Is it bitterness? Is it it lust? Is it fear? Is it it drugs or alcohol? Is it, what are you a slave to? What do you keep, what's your vomit that you keep going back to? I want to tell you, when you're saved, Jesus gives us the power to overcome. Now, if you're on the outside looking in, I want, I want to say this to you. And this is the most important thing I've probably ever said to anybody. Sit up and pay attention. Please. 
Before I got saved, I couldn't imagine me loving Jesus. I couldn't imagine me, yeah, worship, yeah, prayer meeting, yeah, to start without me. If I'm late, you want to go ahead and start. Yeah, Bible study, yay. I looked at all the stuff like, that's, who does that? Who takes the night of the week, goes to a place, opens a Bible, and has somebody tell them what it means? Who does that? Who would ever do anything like that? If before I get saved, you said, you're going to love Jesus and you're going to pastor a church. If I didn't slug you, I would at least laughed in your face. You all think like, well, I, couldn't be, I could never be like that. Oh, you don't understand salvation. You don't understand salvation. You don't understand the Savior. The Savior saves. If any man mean Christ and woman, I'm equal opportunity also. If any man, Christ, any man of mankind be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. All things become new. I'm very excited about Bible study, even if I'm not teaching. I'm very excited about prayer. I, what happened? Jesus happened. He, he gives you life and he gives you He changes everything about you, everything. Well, I'm the same old person I've always been. Uh, That's a problem. That's a problem. Let's keep looking at the story. Everything's changed now. Everything's changed. Uh, Killing Christians anymore, that's not on the agenda. Serving Jesus, preaching the gospel, that is. What will you have me do? Oh, I'll tell you. But this is what I want you to do first. The Lord said unto him, in the, in the short term, arise, go into the city, it shall be told thee what thou shalt do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. He's blind. They lead him by the hand, right? Great light, nothing his eyes could deal with. He was three days without sight, neither did he eat or drink. He's fasting. He wants God to move. Uh, is fasting a good idea? It's a great idea. Sometimes, we're not, it's not, I just want to deal with this because it's in the narrative. It's where we're going. Don't fast. You got God's arm in a hammer lock behind him. You got him in a headlock. You'll do what I, because I'll, fa- I'll stop myself right to, no, you don't got him in a headlock. What it is, is like, I'm putting aside food, I'm putting aside, you know, all that stuff right now. I'm seeking the Lord. And such and such, I ain't the time it takes to eat, the time it takes to prepare food, the time it takes to clean up afterwards. I ain't got time for any of that nonsense. Right now, it's very important that I find what God wants in this situation. This. So, is, I, I'm talking to a group of people, by and large, who have no idea what I'm talking about. If I'm talking to any church in America, I'm not saying that as, I'm not trying to be sarcastic or anything. We say we're hungry, it's, because it's like 12.30 going on quarter one, we usually have lunch at noon. Oh, I'm hungry. We don't know hunger. And self-inflicted hunger? No, I do a lot of things in my life to avoid hunger. I, I work hard and I make money and we go to the grocery store so that I don't have hunger. And why would I ever inflict myself with hunger? It's only for a time, only for a season. And you can fast like, you know, for a day, two, three days in this case. You can fast 40 days, whatever, whatever you... It's like, wow, I don't... We'll check with your doctor. I'm not a physician, but you can do whatever the Spirit of God is calling you to do, and such and such and such. And I think all I'm saying when I'm fasting is like I'm putting that aside because right now 
Job one is to find out what God wants in a situation. And I'm seeking, I'm searching for the will of God. And I'm, or I'm praying on behalf of somebody who's in a desperate place. And, they, and it's more than just like, you know, it's so much that I, I, get, I ain't got time for that nonsense, the food stuff like that. And I think this is where we find Paul. He's not, he doesn't have God in a, in a, in a hammerlock. He's, all right, Lord, I'm waiting on you. I, I'm, and, and he's praying every waking moment. He's, he's praying to the Lord. Okay, what do you, what do you want from me? You, you, you converted me for a reason. You, and the men which journeyed, oh, I, I'm, what, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. He was three days without sight, neither to eat nor drink, and there was a certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias. That's funny. Ananias is the name of the guy, who, his wife, Sapphira. Remember that? This is another Ananias, totally different guy. The other guy's dead. Uh, but I think that's kind of almost redeems the name because n- nobody, like, wants to name the kid Ananias, probably for a lot of reasons, but, uh, you know, for Acts. But now, he, hey, you couldn't be that Ananias who got, you know, Paul going in the right direction. So here's, here's Ananias. The Lord uh, comes to him in a vision. What's the difference between a vision and a dream? A dream happens while you sleep. A vision happens while you're awake. And you see something that uh, God's giving a message to you. That's the whole thing. Here, God is giving him a message. Does he literally see this? Yes, it's a vision. Vision, visual. So the Lord comes to him and he says, Ananias, he said, behold, I am here, Lord. Which is, by the way, the correct answer. God calls you. And you can say in King James, behold, I am here, Lord. You can say, yo, (laughs) whatever you want to say, you know, acknowledge that he's called you. Whatever, okay? That's the correct answer. The Lord said to him, Arise, go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas. That's funny, too. Isn't that funny? Go to the house of Judas. It's Judah. Judah, and it means praise. Okay. For one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. Does his prayer make God move? Would God do this without Paul's prayer? I don't know the answer. I never know the answer. I'm praying anyway. Because I've asked this question before. You know, we pray the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, Lord, I am praying that your kingdom comes here to earth. I want you to rule and reign from Jerusalem for a thousand years. I want to be in that government with you. And I want to see righteousness go forth like a... Okay, that's our prayer. What happens if we don't pray that? Is the kingdom still going to happen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure God's going to roll out his master plan. There's a lot of verses, a lot of Bible on it. But it seems a lot more exciting to me as I pray it. And, I, and I'm, I'm agreeing with God. Is that all prayer is? I don't know. I don't know. There's so much about prayer I don't know. I know this. You know, without God, we can't. Without us, he won't. Is, is that a valid statement? I think so. I think so. I, I want to be praying. I want to, I want to be, does prayer move the hand of God? Uh, Paul's praying, and Jesus is moving. And if you see a cause and effect there, I think you're pretty okay because Jesus sees the cause and effect. I'm sending you to Ananias. Ananias, I'm sending you to Paul. Paul's praying. Behold, he prayeth. Why is he even mentioning that? For behold, he prayeth. And he's seen in a vision. I like God on both ends of the rope of this tug of war. On this end, he's pushing. This end, he's pulling. Over here, we'll see this later on in Cornelius' life too. Over here, he's preparing 
Saul, and over here he's preparing Ananias on both ends of the, of the whole thing. Paul's seeing a vision too. Uh, and he has seen a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. It's funny because you know what salvation looks like? It looks like going from darkness to light. It's the most oft-repeated miracle in the New Testament when Jesus gives sight to the blind. We get the metaphor, right? I once was blind, but now I see, we sing, in amazing grace. And it is amazing. I didn't, I didn't perceive. I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I was in darkness, you know, metaphorically speaking. And then what happened? Salvation. Oh, I get it. I see. And, 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 and here, Paul's going from, he thought he was in light the whole time, now in a darkness. Now he's going to come out of the darkness on the other side into true light. Uh, is he saved at this point? I don't know. I think so. I think so. Lord, what will I have me do? I think so. He's, he's three days of, of grinding these things through of figuring out what it means to be a Pharisee. I've got this wonderful training from this guy, uh, Gamaliel, the teacher. He's, he's, and, and I've got all this, and now I'm, I'm, I'm uh, in the Sanhedrin. I'm, a, I'm a, a big mahoth. Everyone listens to me. Everyone respects me. Uh, now I'm trying to stamp out this cult, and guess what? Now I'm going to be the ringleader, it looks like. I'm, and he's, he's working all these things through. And he's, like I said, he's put aside food and drink. He's, he's praying. He's, Lord, I, I, so many questions, so many things I don't understand. So many, I mean, you've taken my whole life, you've turned it upside down. It's like I'm starting again for the first time. Would Paul understand what it means to be born again? Would he understand? He's the one who writes to us, if any man be in Christ is a new creation. When he's writing that, is he looking back on this event? I'm sure that in my own thing, that's what's going on. Uh, He's seen this guy in a vision, he might receive a sign. And I answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And I saying, um, Lord, you sure? <laughs> this guy's going to rap. He is like a monster. He, I, uh, Lord, I mean, if you want me to go, but all things being equal, I don't want to die today, and I'd rather not go to jail. And uh, I love when he's telling God, because God didn't read the newspaper, and God got to get filled in on all the details. Here he has authority from the chief priest, uh, chief priest to bind all that call in his name. We pray the same way. We can laugh. We do the same thing. We tell God all the stuff that he already knows. Is that okay? I think so. I think, I think we want to rehearse it with him, and I think we're thinking it over in our mind. We're getting hold of the facts. We understand, what, and we're working through the Bible verses that, well, is this something that God wants to answer in the affirmative? Is this something? Uh, uh, I'm a guy cheating on a spouse. Oh, God, I pray that my wife won't find out. <laughs> I'm praying against you, by the way. I hope she's the first one to find out. You know, you know what I mean? That's not what God wants. Uh, when we pray, we, we, we have to know the will of God. We're going to try to get him act out of character? He, he couldn't. He couldn't be anything but holy and good and gracious and a loving Heavenly Father. He, couldn't, he can't deny himself. He can't go uh, out of character. He can't, we can't make a, a good God bad with our prayer. And I think, you know, to rehearse these things and to think them through, I think that's probably a good thing because I ain't praying Crazy stuff like God will lie for me and cover my tracks or crazy things. Uh, 
what's the answer? The Lord said to him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. He's, I, got a, I got a plan with him involves Gentiles. In Acts chapter 10, Peter's going to bring the gospel to the Gentiles proper to a man named Cornelius. And by the way, it's funny to me, in chapter 8, the, the Ethiopian eunuch, a Hamite of the descendants of Ham. I'm talking about Noah's children, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Here in chapter 9, it's the, a descendant of Shem gets converted. And in chapter 10, uh, Japheth, which most of us are from, uh, that family tree, European, right? Uh, Ham, Shem, and Japheth of, of uh, Noah's sons, and, and they get saved just like, isn't that crazy? God's like, hey, hey, if you're paying attention, salvation's going out to all the world. I have no favorites. I don't play favorites. I love everyone, and the gospel's going out to everyone. I love that when you think things like that through. Uh, but let me tell you about this guy. He's got a, he's got a, a, a special ministry. Oh. Oh. What are we going to do with this? I'm in America. We don't want to talk about suffering. Come on. We can share the gospel and nobody, we ain't going to suffer. Come on. Not in that day. I don't think not in this day. Because, I mean, look, uh, all that would live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Again, fine print on the contract when you get saved. So there was no contract, I know. <laughs> but it was contractual. Jesus purchased you with his blood. He didn't give you any you know, end users agreement, licensing he didn't give you that, right? But he taught you in the interim, all that would live God in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. It's what's, it's what's on tap. It's what's, it's what's, hopefully all they do is laugh at us and lie uh, 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 about us behind our back. And if, if it's only that severe, I don't like to be lied about and I don't like to be laughed at, but in the you know, way things are, will you go to prison for your Christianity? At some point, I think, in America, I think at some point, yeah. I don't think it's today. And I don't think it's under this current administration. But it's just my own thinking. I don't have, I don't have a crystal ball. Um, will you suffer for your Christianity? Yeah, you already have. You've been saved like oh, psh, two weeks. You already know what that is. You went home, you can tell your mom, you're so happy, you're so excited. I got saved. And we're going to run right in. and she gonna, We're going to tell her, and she's going to be so excited for us since she wasn't. What was that all about? I thought she'd... And we headlong into reality. Paul's going to suffer a lot of things for Jesus. So much so. You know, God, God here is warming him up to the idea. And as you can tell him, he's going to suffer a lot for me. Was he? Suffer a lot? Yeah. Beaten with rod, stone, shipwreck, imprisoned. Oh, yeah. He had, oh, yeah. He had quite a resume. Um... At the end of the day, they can only kill us. Say, yeah, but I hate being beaten with rods. I mean, I have never ha I've never had uh, 40 lashes save one. I don't think I'd enjoy that very much. No, you wouldn't, I'm sure. I wouldn't, I'm sure. But looking back on it, look at Paul's, those nerve endings are long since dead. Paul's in heaven. I, I, that, that's like, that ain't nothing but a thing now to him. And it's kind of a badge of honor. That's what they tell us, those who are still being persecuted for Christ. It's like they praise God that they were counted worthy to suffer on his behalf. So I can't get my mind around that. I know, I know. 
welcome to my life. That's, that's how, I, I don't even want anyone to get hurt feelings when I, <laughs> it's, it's, it's what's, it's part of Christianity. I don't know how we can, we can't, you say, well, yeah, but that's what he said to Paul. Yeah, but what he says to us is all that would live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You're not saved and you want to be. I'll pray with you, but I want you to understand when you cross over, when you become, when you have new life in Christ, I want you to understand it's not going to be, people promise it's going to be root beer and Skittles. Every day is a holiday. Every meal is a banquet. It's going to be so wonderful. Following Christ is so wonderful. But there's, he didn't solve all my problems. He's the creator of many of them. No, he said amen to that. <laughs> Funny. But it's true. It's true. It, it's, it's, it's the, it's, I, I would be more popular with my friends and stuff. I didn't have this God baggage that I always carry along with me. I want God. And if, I, if it means less popularity or people think I'm a buffoon or a rube, Okay, fair enough. I'm going to show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And I just went his way. I love when people receive word from God and then just on it like a hornet, just immediately following. And I just went his way into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way, as thou camest, hath sent me that thou might receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, if he's already saved, then the Holy Ghost filling is a separate event. But we've already seen that several times in the book of Acts. They're saved uh, there, I mean, filled with the Holy Spirit uh, in Acts chapter 2, and then they're filled consequently, uh, subsequently several times after that. And we've talked about that. The big joke is free refills. Remember I said that? Because, and I always point that out, that it, salvation, you say, because I know a lot of our, and they're brothers who say, oh, I got it all when I got saved. You didn't. You got salvation, you got eternal life, you got all the fullness that God, but the filling of the Holy Spirit can come subsequently and several times since. You remember again in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, and I always want to emphasize this, keep continually be being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's not like I received it at salvation. He's telling the church that. Keep, keep. Listen, I, got, I was filled with the Spirit. 1980, I got saved. And that's great. Praise the Lord. And a couple of times since, maybe. Right? Uh, uh, my, my 2017 filling wasn't good enough for 2018. I needed a fresh filling. And last week's filling was good for last week. It really got me through. That was, I really appreciate that. But I need, new, I need new infusion of strength and power. You know, I think it's like, you know, your cell phone. You always know exactly how much battery you got left. Same with your laptop, your tablet. You know how much fuel is in your gas tank. And we have no sensitivity to how much fuel that we have to perform his work. And we, and we go about trying to do it in the power of our own strength very often. How's that working out for you? It, horrible, like me. It doesn't work. You can't do the Lord's work in the power of the strength of the flesh. But you know that. Okay, so he goes and he tells them all this stuff. You're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes that it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. Uh, just like the Ethiopian eunuch, right? Hey, <laughs> his water, why, why can't I get baptized? Uh, so he, he's, who baptized him? 
Ananias, I think. Not said. Uh, is Ananias, he's an elder, right? No. Is he, well, he's at least a deacon. I think he's a guy. I think he's someone who follows Jesus and believes in Jesus. And Paul's like, hey, look, water. Hey, come on, let's get this thing done. I want everyone to know. I want to I show everyone. I've made, that, I've made that leap. I was in, in death. Now I'm in life. I was in darkness. Now I literally see, and I want everyone to know about it in, in his, his baptism. Uh, the scripture knows nothing of an unbaptized believer. I don't want to go all the way over, and I know in some churches you've got to be baptized to be saved. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Uh, honestly, I, I haven't. But, but what I see is, yeah, I'm on board. I, 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 I'm, I love Jesus. My, my life has been changed. I'm born again. Where's the water? Let's get this thing done. When he received meat, that's to say food, right? He strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with disciples, which were at Damascus. So he, he's living and, and fellowshipping and hanging out with the believers. Oh, guys, that's a, that's a whole sermon right there. I haven't got time. Who are you hanging out with? People are, are talking in my life all the time. And it's all crud. It's all deception. It's all satanic if it comes from that side. I need people around me who love me enough to tell me the truth. And when I'm messing up, we'll say, hey, hey dude, you are, what are you thinking? Those are the people who love me the most. I need fellowship. I need to be around the people of God. I need that. God, God has taken the solitary and he's put them in families. Why? Because well, it's birds of a feather flock together. It's, it's, we always hang out with our kind. We do better there when we're with our own tribe, we're with our own family. When we're, I, I've said this before, you know, you take a, a domesticated dog, you put him with a pack of wolves. The, the wolves don't come domesticated. That, that your, your pet dog comes wild. That's how this, so, and it, we're told in the New Testament, I almost think it's Paul, uh, it's talking about, uh, you know, bad company corrupts good communication. It's like your people you hang with, are gonna, you're going to end up being like them. So he's hanging out with the Christians. Why? Because they're the ones who are building him up. They're the ones who are filling the blanks of his knowledge. They're the ones who are supporting him. They're holding up his hands in prayer. They're holding his feet to the fire. They're scoping him out. They're, 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 it's not judgmentalism. It's not like, oh, they're super legalistic. They're, hey, I'm here to help, dude. I, I know that this world is no friend of grace, and it's always... And because we have an enemy, and he's always trying to drag us away from the things of the Lord, you need help. You need someone to come along beside. I do. I do. I, I, need, I need prayer warriors in my life. I need people who love me. I need, I need fellowship. I need people of like precious faith. I do. Um, you, write it down. You've you got to have that. He, he gets it. He's on board right away. He's doing the things that God wants him to do. He's certain days with the disciples of Damascus. Straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues. He is the son of God. <laughs> he's, he's Saul of Tarsus. He's on the board. He's on the executive council of Jerusalem. He's in. He's the in crowd. He goes to the synagogue and they hey, dude, you want to share that? He's like, yeah, I think I got a few words that maybe we can. And off he goes, right, and launches into this. Hey, you got to understand something about Jesus. He is the son of God. And he goes on and he teaches. And, and, and on it, day one. Well, he knows a lot of stuff. You've got to admit that. I mean, he's been studying Torah his whole life. Now he just applies it. This is how Jesus fills Torah. He's teaching them Jesus is the Son of God. Can you get saved without knowing that? No. No. Well, I believe Jesus is just a good teacher. No. Wrong. No. The centroid of 
Paul's message is Jesus is the Son of God. This is, this is what you've got to understand. God comes in our life, He can change our life. He can, ta- he can get, infuse us with life. A great teacher can't. A great moral you know, reformer can't. What we could do from a great moral reformer is copy some of his... Who's a great moral reformer in your thinking? Martin Luther King or something? I don't know. Oh, I, I believe in peaceful demonstration. Yeah, okay, I'll buy that. I believe in equal rights for people of different color. Oh, by the way, I believe in that. Yeah, okay. Yay, we agree. I'm still going to hell. You know what I mean? He, uh, uh, you, you, you're a disciple of Martin Luther King. Some of the people who marched side by side with him died and went to hell, ostensibly, right? Jesus is the Son of God. He gives you eternal life. Only he, because God's the life giver, only he can. I'm not picking on Martin Luther King. He'll come up later and tell me, I would like that. No, I, I'm not, never mind. You, you get it, you get it. And all I heard him were amazed and said, listen, his, his pre-Christian activity follows him into, because you're not born again in a vacuum. Who were you before you were saved? Well, a lot of people know that. My parents know that. And I think like, that kind of like didn't help my cause when I was trying to tell them about Jesus. Like, you snotty little kid. I brought you in this world. And I'll take you right out right now. Yeah, you tell me. I, you know, and, and they, because who you were kind of, it kind of goes into who you become. Because here they're saying, they heard that, they were, and they're amazed, is not this he that destroyed them which call on the name of Jerusalem and come hither for that intent that he might bring some bound in the chief priests? They know who he is. They know what he's all about. But now they see him preaching Jesus. Listen, who you were is the platform for who you've become. Uh, yeah, I was very loose moral, you say. I was very, I, I had sticky fingers. Yeah, I was a thief. Yeah, I was a druggie. Yeah, I was a pervert. Yeah, I was anything. But hey, I, I had my own Damascus experience. I met that bright light. Jesus, he, 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 his love enveloped me. He brought me into his forever family. He changed me. I'm not that person anymore. It's powerful. It's powerful. Because you know, you can argue with people, well, this verse says this, and this means this, and this means this, and they, you know, if they're given to it, they can come up with their own stuff and argue why that isn't so, but they can't, they can't argue your testimony. Hey, I was there, dude, you weren't. Let me tell you what happened. How do you argue that? It's a powerful thing. I was going to hell. Now I'm going to heaven. I was contra, I was rebellious, I was evil, I was predisposed to selfishness and to hatred and to, uh, listen, now, Jesus, I've met Jesus, everything's changed. That's a powerful, share that. No, share the gospel, because it's going to have its effect. But your testimony is an important part of that, too. Don't have to embellish. You don't have to, you don't have to make yourself like, you know, mafia kingpin or, you know, just you were who you were. And God, save me. I, I tell people, like, yeah, I was, you know, I was a kid, and I was in the Marine Corps, and I was, you know, brought up in a very, and the guy who was in the Marine Corps suddenly says, Pays, uh, pays attention, he sits forward, and says, hey, what happened? And if I say, oh, yeah, I was in this real religious family, and all the people who were in real religious families, they all lean forward and say, hey, well, you know, what are you? And, and you, it, it's, it's, it is what it is. it is. It's what happened. And God will use that. He really will. He'll bless that. I'm telling you, he will. Because they all get it. And Paul uses this many times in his future when he talks about who he was and who he's become. We'll see it later on in Scripture, all the way through the book of Acts. 
Saul increased more in strength. He confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. Why? Because he's Paul. He's super smart. He's like Yoda smart. He's got like intellect going that like you can almost like warm your hands over like his head because there's so much heat, all the synaptic function going on, right? No, or, or because he's right. Right makes might. And it really does. You don't have to be the sharpest knife in the drawer. You don't have to have more wits than the person you're talking to. You don't have to have more uh, uh, acumen, more uh, facts, more commands of... You're right. Jesus is the Christ. He's the Son of God. He's the second person in the Trinity. He came to the earth to save you. Share that. and It, it has a profound impact whether you think so or not. It really does. It will... Take the person who's arrogant and pride, proud in his intellect and will humble them. It's, it's such a humbling story. At the end of the day, I think we all know we're sinners and that Christ died for our sin and that he would offer us his life for us in a, in a direct exchange. That's a, that's a good deal. <laughs> that's a, that, yeah, yeah. What do I, yeah, that's, we want that. And even like someone who's arrogant, doesn't need God. I've seen them with tear in their eye. With, let's keep going. The, the word of God. Share it. And after many days were filled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. Why? Listen! Satan is not ambivalent about your salvation. I don't know how else to say it. You have an enemy. And he's going to move his minions around the chessboard as he can control them. And they're going to try to do you in. We lose the battle by virtue of the fact we don't know we're in the war. He, he gets it. Now, he's going to escape, but, you know, they, they try to kill him. Their laying weight was known as Saul because God's good. And they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and led him down the wall in a basket. They say that wall's still there. I don't know if it is to this day because you know Damascus is half in ruins. But not too long ago, that, that wall was still there where they led him down on Straight Street. Uh, the whole thing, uh, you can go and you can, I don't know, go ahead and Google it and see if you can find stuff out. This is a true historical account is all I'm trying to say. This actually happened. Uh, Will God let you down a basket by night to escape your... Whatever, whatever God... He, he does all kinds of stuff. Uh, are they going to win in the end? No. Are they going to shut you up? That's no, up to you, to a large degree. It's up to me. You want to shut me up, kill me to death. And I've got recordings. I mean, you, you had to really come back, you know, big and stay at home if you're trying to, like, shut me up. Why? Because I'm purchased. I was bought with a price. I don't get to... I'm not... Command, commanding my own life. I'm not making the decisions. Somebody higher than me is. Somebody who's more qualified. When I make my decisions, I've already done that. It's horrible. Lord, help me. I don't want to go back to horrible. You, you're doing a good job running my life. Why don't you keep running it? And we have to come to that place every day. Having landed there yesterday and had him run my life, great. I need to do it again today. Let's stand, let's pray. That's, I thought... I might finish the chapter, but too verbose, too loquacious, not terse. Guys, if you'd come and 
Send us out of here in song. We will pray. Lord, for those of us who know you as Savior, we thank you, we praise you for this great salvation that makes us more than conquerors in the power of your Holy Spirit. There is no sin, there is no stronghold that can stand against you and your, and your Spirit. And we thank and praise you for, for taking us, Lord, and making us part of your forever family. We appreciate so much You've given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. There's nothing we can pretend to add to this great salvation. And Lord, as we uh, go forward from here, I, wanna, I want us to make that decision, that determination. You get to call. You get to select. You get to run the show because you're God. And you've purchased us with, the, with your blood. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.